But uh, I really can't stay. I'm actually off to the post office to pick up a package. I think it's uh, another book from my book club. And uh... <laughs> that's right, I read. What, is that so startling? I happen, to, I happen to think there's a lot more to life than just watching television. You can read about it, too. Did you know that? That's why I belong to the Television Biography Book of the Month Club. The TVBBOTMC. I'm sure you've heard of it. And uh, let's take a look. This is the theme to Gary's show. The theme to Gary's show. Gary called me up and asked if I would write his theme song. I'm almost halfway finished. How do you like it so far? How do you like the theme to Gary's show? This is the theme to Gary's show. The opening theme to Gary's show. This is the music that you hear as you watch the credits. We're almost to the part of where I start the whistle. Then we'll watch it's Gary Shandling show. This was the theme to Gary Shandling show. This is, uh, uh, this is my favorite one. This is, uh, Desi, a book. And, and you, know, you know, they're making a movie out of this. And it's going to be called Desi, a book. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, E. Simon. And in some circles, I'm known as the Jonathan Taylor Thomas of 9-11 truthers, but here, I'm simply Harrison. Harrison. What's yeah. cracking there? Did you go to WonderCon today? I was supposed to go, but I didn't wake up till like three, and I was like, ugh. So you, I'm going to go tomorrow. Fuck it. So you are going to go. It's, yeah. it's, it's this whole weekend, right? I kind of have nothing to do because I, I, I couldn't get my book print out in time. So I'm just going to go walk around and be, get upset and then leave. Probably. Do you enjoy attending those uh, those conventions? No. I, I, I can't deal. I can't deal with it. It's the crowds. It's the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I understand if you're you know shopping your wares or something. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, I just, it, it's aggravating. Um, I have a difficult I have a difficult time attending any any crowded event like that. Yeah. Let alone, you know, that you know, it's not like I'm gonna be wearing a costume or anything. Do you wear a costume? Fuck no. <laughs> I mean when I go I'm usually like hustling around to the publishers and trying to convince them to publish my books and having them tell me fuck off. For some know? reason I picture you dressed up as Arthur from the tick. Okay. Just that moth suit, but just really sad. <laughs> I, I could kind of see that, but uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess there's attractive women walking around in like their, you know, superhero outfits. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of chicks in fucking, you know, swimsuits and boots, but uh, it's, uh, I don't know. I find that arousing and frustrating at the same time, hmm. you know? Yeah, I guess I could kind of see that because you're probably yeah. not going to end up shagging any of these girls. I, no, I've never you're have. too old. Yep. You know, you're probably not uh, not attractive to them because you're not wearing a Thor costume. Right. And I, 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 I also can't approach strange women in public. I just lack the ability to do that. 
So. You get like all tongue tied like when yeah. you wake up, and then yeah, I'm like sweaty. Oh, oh god, what do I say? What do I say to her? Do I just go up and what? And then by the time I'm done with that whole monologue in my head, it's like an hour. She's is, aged has like passed. Three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody, She's yeah. married. Already had two kids. <laughs> and you're just sitting there like yeah, um, thinking about it. Trump's entered his fourth president's presidential <laughs> term. You know. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I. I. Yeah. I. I, I can't do the cons. Uh, there's like there's horror movie conventions coming up like uh, Days of the Dead and uh, Monster Palooza. I don't even th- I can't even deal with those. Uh, those are kind of fun just because it's all like weirdos. Like the horror effects because they all, all they all have uh you know guys from the Misfits there. And all right, maybe I will go. Then. Funny thing about that, because um, where was where was I with I think it was uh you know if you go to Comic Con like Jerry Only's always there just being a jackass, but. Danzig, every time those guys go to any convention, Danzig actually sends people to spy on them to make sure they don't talk shit about him. And I have, <laughs> Wait, so I have Danzig that has plant source in yeah. the audience. Not in the, at the con. Just to at just the con. Hang just around to... near their table and make sure they don't. Because I think part of the weird draconian agreement he has with the misfits that allows them to yeah, that allows still them tour and play their, those songs, is their songs like, yeah. has all these caveats. That they can't mention anything, cast yeah. any aspersion on dancing. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> that guy is so insecure. Yeah, he is. He's like the Napoleon of metal. He is. Wow. Um, yeah, you know, I wonder if they're going to do... Uh, any kind of, you know, they probably wouldn't. Yeah, I wonder if anyone's going to be cosplaying Gary Shandling at uh, WonderCon. I would love that. I would be, I yeah. would be stoked. Yeah, you know, Gary Shandling just showing up at WonderCon. I would like to, I would like to cosplay as Parker Lewis. Can't lose. I would do that. Can, but yeah, I guess you could do that. Yeah, but, I just mean, get some bad '90s shirt and you know. I wonder if anyone's going to be doing Donald Trump. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure, everybody. Yeah. Or like you know, I'm fucking Boba Fett, Donald Trump fucking kill me you so know? I've, I've been bummed all week about the or not all week then towards the end of the week but this whole the news about Gary Shandling dying you, I like that guy you haven't been bummed I was bummed I okay. like that guy yeah I mean I'm not saying I'm bummed where I'm in depression sleeping in my okay. you know, dark room crying no but I've just been like that sucks there's other comedians I'd rather see die right Dane Cook how old you know, was Chris he Chris Delia anyway? he's 66 I mean he's an older guy yeah. anyway but yeah. you you haven't heard anything about him for a while. Well, he's uh, he was he's in the fucking Marvel Cinematic Universe. Who is he in Marvel? He played a senator that made appearances in several Marvel films. Oh yeah, I forgot. Who turned about out that. to be a Hydra, uh, like an operative agent? Yeah. Hmm. Did you know he wrote for Sanford and Son? That's how he got started. I didn't know that. I although, didn't know that either. Hmm. Well, he did stand up, and he wrote yeah. for uh, Sanford and Son. Have you ever heard Aunt Esther's fucking comedy albums? Yeah, Lil Wanda Page. Yeah, I have one. It's a filthiest shit. Yeah, it's I have amazing. one. Yeah. I also have uh, that that uh, that record. Uh, Red Fox is uh, "You Gotta Wash Your Ass." Yeah. Here's, you haven't heard that one? Nah, I haven't. That's great. Did um, Gra- what, where did Grady come from? Did he was he a comedian that they, remember Grady the yeah, old man? I, yeah. A lot of those guys, like Grady, Flip Wilson. Yeah. Um, I forget the other dude. A lot of those guys were all did the whole comedy circuit with Red Fox. Mm. And so I think there are, and Luanda Page is one of, uh, you know, on Esther. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't know about, like, Rollo or yeah, Lamont. Like, I, I think those are just, like, <laughs> yeah. character actors. Grady was one of my favorites. Grady though. was the best. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what years Gary Shandling wrote for Sanford and Son, but it does not surprise me. You hmm. know, he guest hosted for Carson on The Tonight Show. Okay. A few, I'm, I'm surprised I he didn't just take that. it over. 
Well, I mean, he did the Larry Sanders show. What, what more yeah, do you Larry need? Sand- well, you know? Larry Sanders, was. You know what's interesting about him? Because I was a big fan of the Gary Shandling show. Yeah, I was too. Which was very postmodern. I, I was a fan of it. I, I was too young to really understand it, but for some reason, I still enjoyed it. Yeah, same with me. I mean, yeah. I was I was young watching it, but I, well, I was young when it came out because I mean, it was like in the eighties. But it ran for like four seasons. But I just thought it was. I was just really impressed by the way he broke the fourth wall and just addressed the audience. He was not the first guy to ever do that. Right. But he was one of the first people to do that in a sitcom. Parker Lewis did that. Yeah, Parker Lewis did it. Mm-hmm. But I love the way he did it, and I felt like, uh, and like, I was like, oh, he's like interacting with us. Right, yeah. Like, yeah I yeah. feel appreciated <laughs> watching yeah. him. Um, but, the, you know, the theme song, the theme song was one of my favorites. It was great. It's one of the best theme songs, yeah. I think, in uh, you know sitcom history. Gary called me up and asked me to write his theme song. It reminds me of um, the the sick and wrong um, Randy Newman theme song. It does. It's in the same vein. It's in the Similar. same vein. Yes. Uh, I want to watch the Larry Sanders show again, though. That was great. You know, yeah, I I didn't see the whole thing, so I'd like to see. Uh, it. Jeffrey Tambor's on it. Oh yeah, the dude from Arrested uh, uh-huh. Development. And uh, was, you know one of Sarah Silverman's early roles too. Yeah, Rip Torn. He's yeah. on it too. Yeah, it's a, it's a good show. It's kind of a, it's similar to uh, the Gary Shandling show. Once again, very postmodern. Speed, you know, it breaks the fourth wall. And it's it's like, you know, it's about the industry. Yeah, you know, a show about the. But it's it's a, definitely worth watching. I would definitely check it out. But the theme song, the Gary Shandling theme song, which I started the show with, inspired me. I found it inspiring. Ah, I was thinking, maybe we should do. We should have a new theme song. Oh, I, I, thought, been, I thought you were going to say you're like running for city council or something. No, I'm not that inspired. Okay. I was, I was, yeah. It made me think because you've been bitching about the theme song for a while now. Uh, I actually like the theme song. It's just we need more to, to cycle through, you know? Well, that was the problem. Like, yeah. uh, you know, over the years, I've collected like, I don't know, you know uh, listeners submit theme songs and then I've, I've made a couple... And I, so I always had like six or seven I could alternate. Yeah. But now, because most of them have Lance Wackerly, the former yeah. host name in it, you know, I, I can't use them anymore. So now I, I yeah. really only have, you know, the, the main Sick and Wrong Sticks theme intro. And then I have yeah. the, uh, the one, the Randy Newman one. Yeah, I don't like the Sticks theme intro. Yeah, um, I don't, what do you have against Sticks? You just don't like prog rock? No, no, no. I, I I like certain prog rock. I like Sticks. Mr. Roboto. I didn't like even that? know that. I, I don't even know the song, the Sticks song. That, of course, I like Mr. Roboto. Okay. <laughs> so, first of all, I don't even know the song that it's from. The one, the little. That's too it, much time in our. It's hands. like all right, whatever. But it's like seven seconds of you know nobody knows, and uh, I, I feel like it's. Uh, it's dated. It's is dated. It, is it tired. Yeah, I like and it, it. And it's like you know, ba- it, it, it was it, it was telling at a time when nobody did podcasts. When podcasts were like something you did because you had too much time on your hands. Where now, like everybody and their, and mother, their mother does a, does a podcast. podcast yeah. You know, now, those are those are valid points. Um, do you, you don't like the song "Sailing." <sighs> I don't dislike the song Sailing. I, I'm not going to say I like the Jesus, song Sailing. Like it's hard. It's just difficult. Do it's weird, I, is it, it's I, weird meeting somebody that you know has such an aversion to sticks. I don't have an aversion to sticks. I just don't think the seven second clip of a fucking <laughs> stick song means anything. And nobody... I like to see how many people recognize it from a stick song. I bet you most people don't even know. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, you know, it's between your incessant complaining yeah. and... Because uh, if, if we don't get something else, I'm just going to sing a bunch of fucking Dracula parody songs. We're going to use those. See, people, you need to send something. Sweet Home Transylvania, <laughs> Wasted Away Again in Transylvania. I'll just do them. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Believe me, it goes on and on. Yeah. 
ad nauseum. Uh, but no, so anyway, I listen to Gary. people that say Gary that Shandling, a, oh, sorry. I was listening to Gary Shandling uh, theme song. And I was thinking, you know what? We should have a theme song competition. Uh, yes, I it's agree. It's been a while since we've done a contest. And uh, yeah, like, what we should do is we should get, a, you know, a design the new sick and wrong theme competition. Yeah. Intro theme. Pour your hearts out to us in song so we can then stomp on them, light them on fire and piss on them. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely evaluate them and review them here on the show. But this, I think these are the stipulations. It has to be less than 30 seconds because I don't want something that's like a minute. It's too long. Yeah. Preferably like 20 seconds, 25 seconds, but less than 30 seconds. And you have to say the name of the show. Yeah. We've had people submit intros or send us intros and they don't even mention sick and wrong. It's like a bunch of weird movie clips, you know, and uh, like horror movie clips and just some, some metal music. And it was just like, well, there's no intro here. You got to say sick and wrong, the podcast. (laughs) You know, or, or something like you're yeah. listening to Sick and Wrong or, or Sick and Wrong. But you don't have to actually have to say the name of the host. You can if you want. But just say the name of the fucking show. Yeah. You know. Um, but anyway, we're going to have fabulous so, so, prizes. Has, so the stipulations are it has to be less than 30 seconds. Um, it has to be about what Nazi scientific research. Is that what you said? I forget. Yeah. It has to okay. be about Nazi scientific research. That's okay, that is a requirement and I'm not budging on that. That's how we got to the moon. <laughs> yeah. You know? That is true. Uh, but anyway, thirty seconds, say the name of the show, and there will be fabulous prizes. Um, namely the uh, the grand prize winner will win Ryan Keeley's porn stash. Oh, and quite a stash it is. <laughs> yeah, I was over at her house the other day. Um you know she got a new kitten. She she has this new kitten named Oliver, and so she wanted to have a kitten play date. And so I brought Hecubus over. And then it was funny because while I was sitting there, I was th- wa- walking over my cat who was like trying to claw my face off, trying to get out of my hands. So he was scared of being outside. I was thinking, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I'm going to go have a kitten play date. With, at least Ryan's hot though. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know? it's fine. Yeah, sure. And you know, you, you know, cats don't play like that. They don't. They don't like each other. No. So as soon as my cat, the kitten... Basically kicked the shit out of Hecubus. The six-month-old kitten kicked really? the shit out of Hecubus. Wow, that's kind of sad. Yeah, no, Hecubus is mm. uh, definitely a puss. Um, anyway, so we were over there, and I, she, I, was, I was mentioning to her, I'm like, wow, you, she had like a box of porn. I'm like, what are you doing with this porn? She's like, I'm giving it away. Yeah. I was like, well, can I have it? I'll have a, we'll have a competition. And this sounds like the perfect competition. Yeah, I mean, if you like... Uh, what are some of the titles Porn here? circa 2003... Then you're fucking, you're all set, buddy. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're set. Yeah. And signed copies of her uh, penthouse issues. Yeah. But what, what are some of the titles, well, the we choice got titles here? Service Animals 19, which it, it looks like women here. It doesn't look like animals, so don't, don't worry. Okay. Service um, Animals. Cavity Search 2. That's a good one. Uh, it was a little overrated. Three's better. Uh, Boy Girl Fucks 3. This Butts for You. Two. Hmm. Um, Not about cigarettes, right? No, no. Is he there? Mrs. Demeanor? Whatever the fuck that is. Uh, Some Jenna Jameson shit. Yeah, but there's like at least 20 DVDs and you'll win some uh, some penthouse stuff. And the runners up will have like prizes for the 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 best three song or sub intros that were submitted. The runners up will get new t shirts. Yeah. So and also Tristan Tarmino's Expert Guide to Oral Sex, Part One, Conolingus. 
You know, I was going to do uh, Win Harrison's porn stash, but then I was thinking, you know, you people will be traumatized by that. Yeah, I mean, most years pe- of therapy. Most won't people help have you. Uh, nightmares about the things I masturbate to. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, years of therapy <laughs> won't resolve those issues. So let's go with Ryan Keeley's yeah. mainstream porn. <laughs> it's so much happier. So people, that there you go. We're gonna. I'm gonna post the details to Facebook and uh, put some uh, some uh, information about it on our uh, on our site. But there you go. The Sick and Wrong theme song competition. Win Ryan Keeley's porn stash. Less than 30 seconds. All entries must be less than 30. And you have to say the name of the show. Yep. So uh, we'll, we'll start this uh, this week. It'll go for a few weeks. And then we'll review them here on the show. Awesome. Audience can vote. Um, bust, bust out your kazoos and your fucking candy necklaces and your rape whistles and your fucking Logic Pro and make those songs. And just make those songs. Do it. There you go. Uh, you know, speaking of porn, Harrison, today yeah. I uh, discovered, I guess, a new genre, sort of, so to speak. Yes. A new genre for me. Yeah. I was reading about uh, Reddit's Gone Wild Audio. Have you heard of this? It's a subreddit. And uh, it's all about... I can't. I have trouble with Reddit. Yeah, I'm not a big fan, personally. Yeah. I, I can never figure it out, and it, it's like trying to navigate a forum from like 1998. It's, it's hard. It's so immensely popular. Yeah, you know, almost every blog gets all of their uh, their posts from Reddit. Yeah, like I whatever's know. been uploaded there. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, I've posted things there, but if you if you're not part of the Reddit inner circle, the inner sanctum on Reddit. Your posts will go unnoticed. There's no way anyone will ever see your posts. Yeah, I know. I've tried to set up AMAs and shit. Yeah, no, yeah. it's 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 awful. Yeah, you, you got to be in that 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 intimate circle of Reddit. Oh yeah, um, posters, and then they, where they know your name on the forum. But but that's but this is a subreddit, so I think it's easier to be involved in this community because it's got you know it's got a much smaller circle. Okay. Of redditors. Uh, but it's called Gone Wild Audio. And right. it's all about audio porn. And so I, I read about it on uh, Gawker, I think. And uh, I was reading about this and I'm like, I wonder if I could jack off to that. Because with me, like, I can't even, like, hey, you've, you've been like, you know, on, on like an airplane or uh, at a hotel, you don't have any porn, you don't have your phone with you. And you try to jack off to like by memory or just thinking about it. Yes. I can't do it. I used to be able to do it. Well, I, I could too when I was 13. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, but I can't do it now. Like, I need to see porn. Like, mm. I need, I'm a, I'm a visual beast. Yeah. You know, I need to see it. And so I was thinking, I wonder if I could just listen. I used to be able to, to like, play shit in my mind, like, perfectly. Like, masturbation theater. Like, yeah. spank bank. Yeah, I can't do that shit anymore. I don't know. I think it's, uh, I just think it's the internet. Yeah. And technology's ruined your imagination. God. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's like GPS, you know? Yeah, I can't even go to the store without using my fucking GPS on my phone. No, you got yeah. you're just so reliant on technology. But this is interesting because this this is a place where you can upload your own amateur erotic audio files. Yeah, for the enjoyment of everybody. It is weird. I mean, it's a lot of it's. I mean, most most of what I listen to is all females. Yeah, is women reading like you know, the script. Right. And I, I don't think they've, they've written the script themselves. I think people submit scripts for girls to read, yeah. but they add like Foley and sounds to it. Oh yeah. So, um, some of this, some of the ones, uh, like, a, there's like a one here about a flight attendant fantasy called fucked and sucked by the air hostess. Here's one called the uh, one about Harley Quinn saying, don't worry, just be my put in tonight. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's interesting to me. I mean, I was, re- I was listening to, it. I listened to probably about five or six, I just don't find it arousing. Do you uh, find it arousing? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, some it? of them. It depends. Uh, 
Should we hear some? Well, you queued up a few. Let's yeah. let's let's play some of the ones that you queued. All right, here we go. This one's called "Your Big Sister Is Your Cum Dumpster Now." <laughs> Not to be confused with the uh, the hit song from the Broadway musical "Cum Dumpster." <laughs> no, brother, I'm not crying. <laughs> I'm not sad. <laughs> I like this. I love it. Oh, he cares so much about me. Oh, I'm sure my mom's She's with her brother, running. right? Yeah. Okay. Right now. <laughs> mm, please fuck my throat again until you feel like coming. Mm, I want you to come all over my face, okay? God damn. Is it, so this is her biological sibling. Yeah. Not a stepbrother. Not a stepbrother. I, yeah, I don't, I don't really get taboo incest porn, and I don't like it. Yeah, I'm not too into the incest porn, but I like. We were talking about this earlier. I like the porn where it's like the stepmother walks in on her, you know, her stepdaughter. Oh, stepmother having sex great. with like her boyfriend, and yeah. then and then has to instruct her on the proper way to like suck a dick. Right. I like that. Yeah. But this, this is creepy. It's unnerving. Yeah, I don't, I'm not into. Yeah. That. And so she goes through and says, so that's sexy. I mean, her voice is sexy. She's doing the raspy thing. You know, saying a lot of... I'm not uh, sad, brother. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you read one in a Hulk Hogan yeah. voice, and we almost should read a script in a Hulk Hogan voice, or Vincent Price. Yeah. Actually, that's a good idea. If we could find a... You know, maybe maybe we'll do that later in another intro. Mm. Uh, what, what else do you have queued up? All right. This one's called, You Can Fuck Me, I'm a Nun. <laughs> fuck. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not meant to swear. She fart? That's a is that a fart? No, she's sucking on a microphone or something. Okay, that's totally sounded like a fart to me, but that's fine. I don't think Jesus would be upset with me over this. No. No, as long as you don't have okay, sex. Okay, all right. Mouth and I don't even noises. know what this accent is. It's like it's like fucking Audrey Hepburn from South Boston or something. <laughs> it like doesn't even make any sense. Because a lot of these actresses are, ugh. Well, they're, I mean, they're just, they're amateurs. But yeah. it's like, yeah, I mean, there's they, there's some, some accents that I, undetermined accents. Yeah. So wait, play, play a little more of this one. I'm interested. To me. No. No. No sexual intercourse. In. It's against my vows. It's it's the, that was, the actress speaking directly to you, so it's almost like yeah, point of view. It is point of view, yeah. Audio. So you're not. There's no like voice of the uh, the the guy, the other, you know, the guy who's fucking the. Night. No, no. Hmm. Which makes sense for audio. No, that, that definitely makes sense. So P- if you P- fast forward to the yeah. end, does she end up like getting like you know a load in her face? Same. So money shot. <gasps> oh. Oh, yes, she demands your come. Oh. Did you say Jesus oh, demands your come? Oh, yes. my God, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to come. Oh, this nun is going to come in your cup. Oh, yes, I'm going to come. Oh, come inside me, child. Come inside me. Oh. Wow. Okay, you know, maybe I should have listened to this one. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind, of kind of hot. Yeah, I like the idea of a uh, nun um, having sex with someone. Uh, but yeah, it's weird that they, you know, it's strange that they, they, they speak directly to you. But I mean, if you, if you think about it, I, I imagine a lot of women probably like this type of, you know, erotic stimulation. Right, because 
Well, they're turned off by porn because they feel porn is so is you know chauvinistic in a sense. It's it's like shot from the male perspective. Well, also uh, a lot of women are like not as visually aroused as men are, and it's it's like whenever I've tried to ask a woman, have you ever asked a woman like? What do you think or look at when you're masturbating? They can never really describe it. It's like it's like abstractions, you know. Yeah, they, they like they contemplate say, yeah. abstractions and. Well, I think it's a bit different. I think it's the equipment. Not all women, but, but it's some, the equipment. Yeah. Like if you could rub the tip of your cock and have an orgasm that way, yeah, you probably could. You know, think of some abstract concept, right? You know, you know, but but we can't. We yeah. actually have to be stimulated so our dicks get hard. Yeah. You know, we have to have an erection, so therefore we need, you know, stimulation. Oh, yeah. Um, so here's a couple more here, right? Do you have I Made Daddy Hard? No. <laughs> no, I don't have that one. I missed that one, too. Thank, thank Christ. Um, here's one, a little one I like to call train rape. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't do my... Ah. Like oh, train, you train please, audio. stop. Stop. I'll scream. I'll scream this... There's people down there. What the fuck kind no, of accent? No, 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 you're lying. You, you haven't got a knife. No. Is this a UK accent? Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll be, I'll be quiet. You know, if I had a fucking dime for every time a woman told me I didn't have a knife, <laughs> I'd be a rich man. Have you, have you ever? Spoiler had a- alert! I do. Have you ever had a train rape fantasy? No, uh, I, I do enjoy taking the train. It's one of the last uh, genteel pursuits of the modern age. <laughs> yeah, it, t- t- maybe a train in Europe. Try to take an Amtrak to Chicago. It's hellish. It's not hellish. It's God, so great. Ah, I love it. I mean, at least you can drink I mean, it's so on expensive, it. but it's, it's, it's a fun, yeah. I guess it's better than Greyhound. Amtrak, better than Greyhound. Yeah, anything's better than Greyhound. Yeah. I mean, you got, you got leg room. It's, yeah, it's great. So what happens at the end? Does the guy actually stab her? I hope not. I mean, that would violate the covenant. Please, Oda Jimmy. Oh, please. Oh, please, leave me alone, you fucking rapist. Oh, no, no. Leave me alone, you fucking oh. rapist. That's a good I wish there was a conductor in the back. Oh. All aboard. <laughs> Snacks in the dining car. Next stop, Hyannis, five minutes. <laughs> Please have your yeah. tickets ready. <laughs> that would probably ruin the... But it, yeah. it adds the uh, the atmosphere. Or know? if the guy came to collect their tickets while yeah. he was raping <laughs> while, her. While, they, while he's just yeah. doing the train rape. Hmm. I wonder if it's... You know, she's a uh, popular... She's one of the more active voices on God Wild Audio. Her name's Heather. Yeah. Uh, she did Sister Slutty Schoolgirl Sleepover. Oh, she did Sister yeah. Slutty Schoolgirl Sleepover. Okay. And mm. you, you can't fuck me, I'm a nun. That's her. Mm. Uh, but this train rape is definitely um, probably one of the most uh, darker, one of the more darker recordings that yeah. she's, she's known for. Um, so they say that even if um, you're not gregarious enough to be an artist, on Gaul, and anyone can be an artist, you can still get involved in the, com- in the community by penning your own scripts. I think you should do this, Harrison. What, what's so? like a Harrison uh, audio porn script? Um, I don't know, but it would probably, you know, it would probably make uh, fucking train rape seem like, seem like uh, you know. <laughs> like Snow White? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, there could be some dwarves in it. That'd be good. Mm. Let the feather do the talking. Yeah, it'll, it'll make train rape seem like the notebook or something. <laughs> uh, here's this. 
Oh, my. What's this in your pants, Doc? Did B-Man let you borrow a battering last time you visited, or are you just happy to see me? What's this <laughs> let one me on? have a look. Harley Quinn makes a house call. Oh, so wait, she's supposed to be Harley Quinn. Yeah. <gasps> Holy moly! Look at the size of it. Oh. That's Doc? not a bad dick-sucking noise. No, the other one... I thought it sounded like a fart the, the other, other one. The other one sounded like she stuffed a whole fucking bag of big league chew in her mouth and was just like... I wonder if she's sucking on a dildo or something. Yeah. Okay, from adamandeve.com. Cucumber. They, use the coupon code diddle, people. Butt plugs. <laughs> so wait, so wait, does it does the Joker come out in this one? Oh. I'm going to call you Dr. O. <laughs> join me in the bedroom once it started to kick in, okay? Also, uh, bring that bag I left by the door. I got a few things we can play with in there. She's not a bad Harley Quinn. No, she's actually not. She's actually all right. You know, no. I'm actually, yeah, it's like... A, yeah. You know. I, yeah, I thought at the at the end it would be like fucking Jared Leto in full method actor mode would come in and... <laughs> well, you, you know, you have Scare this, the people at craft services. You have this whole, like, cosplay fetish thing. Like, yes, I do. do. For Velma, right? And Scooby-Doo? For everything. For so, a lot of shit. I think somebody should do a, uh, like, a Scooby-Doo-themed uh, audio porn here. Sure. Like, yeah. Velma getting boned by Scooby. No. No, you wouldn't be into that? No. <laughs> no. I can't even do Scooby's yeah. voice. I'm not about to. But I do and think I it would be kind of I mean, I don't want to see fucking Shaggy or Fred in a sexual so situation just talking just all. Daphne and Velma? Yeah, have them fuck. You what know? about one of the monsters? No, no, the I've, masked I've monsters. actually seen one where like Velma's a lesbian and like sort of like pressures Daphne into fucking around with her. That was good. That's a good scenario. But, it, but that was an audio. No, it, it was, was like an audio. Porn. Yeah, it was yeah. a video. Yeah. Um, you, know, I don't, you know, it's interesting to me. It's like I think pornography is constantly evolving. And, you know, and the Internet's definitely changed the way we've always, you know, purchased and consumed pornography right. because now it's so it's, you know, virtually accessible, you know, by on your phone. Yes. So it's 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 interesting for me to see how porn is going to change and evolve over time. Um, audio porn, I, I can see this, you know, this could take off. It's definitely something that's more of like a, there's a sense of community about it because it's with Reddit. But VR porn, virtual reality porn, that's going to be the next big thing. You think so? For sure. I think uh, virtual reality is going to be the next big thing for video games. And porn, who's always the innovator when it comes to technology, porn's going to be an early adopter of it. And people are, you're going to be sitting in your house with this ridiculous scuba gear looking VR headset and noise cancellation headphones. And you're in like, I don't know, like a flashlight or something. And you're going to be jacking off the porn for like eight hours a day. Two words. Lawnmower man. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, people, there you go. Gone, uh, gone, what's it called? Gone Wild Audio. That's what yeah. it's called. I want to say Girls Gone Wild because it's mostly chicks, but I think there's dudes on there too. Um, I, th I think you should read some of the scripts, though, in a Vincent Price voice. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, just may maybe we'll submit them and see if anyone comments on okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what other voices can you do? You know, you well, do there was actually a, a TV pilot. That Vincent Price and Peter Lorre did, where they played um, antiques dealers who like got involved in like crazy situations, fighting criminals and looking for old relics. <laughs> <laughs> and 
They're like, they oh, went antiquing. I don't know. We must find the Ark of the Covenant. I think it's at that antique shop downtown. Yes, that's correct. Oh, oh, they have a lovely. Uh, yeah, I, I like. I don't. I, I've never seen it. I think some of it's on YouTube. You know. I want to hear "fucking the nurse to tears" done in a uh, a uh, Vincent Price voice. Yeah. All right. Maybe maybe we'll do that, and we'll I'll post mm. it separately on the site. Uh, mm. People's episode five twenty five here is sick and wrong. Uh, we have fistful of steel coming up next, and uh, then some phone calls. Before that, here's worth our sponsor. It's butt plug month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. That is absolute bull piss. Absolutely. Uh, my sperm was as potent as it got because I knocked up a broad who had a black baby. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'm inciting violence, and somebody bring me up on charges because that is horse shit. That motherfucker goes into my... This is my realm. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going back to the old school, back in the 50s and the 1940s when they used to use VD for venereal disease. Fuck the STDs, I still have VD. No fucking way. I don't buy it, I don't believe it, and I think it's pure fabric. Steel. Yeah. What's cracking? Not much. What's happening to your way? Uh, you know, I'm I'm reeling from the uh, the uh, death of Gary Shandling this week. Yeah, comedy's lost another one. A very underrated performer, I think, as well. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. I mean, he was a uh, trailblazer in comedy. I mean, it's, it's it's like especially like with his groundbreaking shows, like uh, the Gary Shandling show. Um, yep. You know, uh, he broke Sanders. the fourth wall with that. Larry Sanders, yeah, he was he was amazing. Even though, and, and he's a legend too. It's, it's you just you know, in recent years, you hadn't heard much about him. Um, did he, what did he die? Was it a heart attack? You know, I don't think they know at this point. Last I heard, they just they found him dead, and I don't think at that point they had done an autopsy or knew what the cause of death was. But my guess would be, I don't think it's considered. I don't think there was any speculation it was suicide or anything like that. So I think it was probably some sort of heart attack or stroke or natural causes. Yeah, we're losing everybody this uh, this year. What the fuck? Bowie, Lemmy, Lemmy, yeah, Shanley, um, Shanley, uh, uh, yeah. the guy from ELP. Weren't you a big fan of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? Uh, no, I was a big fan of ELO. Oh, yeah. Light Orchestra. Absolutely, <laughs> I was Jeff Lynn. <laughs> but I think I think what we shouldn't skip over here is on the Larry Sanders show. I mean, bad enough, yeah, Gary Shandling died because I was a big fan of, of Gary Shandling. In fact, uh, I had uh, told some people this week that I was actually hoping he would have got the full-time Johnny Carson gig when Carson retired on the Tonight Show. However, he used to be I a think sub. what we should... Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. and he was a great host on that show, but I think what we should all be counting our blessings for is that, okay, Gary Shandling died, but his co-star, Jeffrey Tambor, from the Larry Sanders show, is still alive, who is one of the greatest comedic actors of our time. <laughs> Jeffrey Tambor, that, no, that guy was great. What else has that guy been in? 
he's been in Arrested Development. He was on the Ropers. He was the neighbor uh, yeah, on was, the Ropers when Ropers broke the off. The spinoff. The spinoff from Three's yeah. Company. Yeah. He's, in, he's one of those guys like Fred Willard that just, he's, he's in everything. In, yeah, he shows up as a, you know, he's never the starring or the lead guy usually, but he's always like a, you know, a secondary character or a supporting cast character. And he's amazing. I mean, I put him right up there with like the Clint Howards and the, uh, you know, the Fred Willards and stuff. He's perfect for that type of a role. So at least we can be thankful that Jeffrey Tamber is still walking this earth. Well, I don't know. You know, I mean, it seems like all the good ones are dying this year. So uh, hopefully it makes it to, uh, to, 17, to you know, 2017. I don't understand well, why it can't be like uh, like fucking Justin Bieber or something. You know, why, why can't well, he die? It's never it's never the ones you want. Like, it's never – whenever we used to do the death pool years ago, you'd pick the one – you know, you, you wanted to win with points, so you'd pick people that were on their deathbed, but then you'd always throw in five or six picks in the draft that you were just not – had no chance of dying, but you just wanted them to die, and they never die. They lived to be 150 years old. Yeah, that's, a, that's the thing. It's like I don't really think the world would mourn if Bono died tomorrow. Well, why can't they take somebody like if, if Tom, if you're, you're going to start, if, 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 if the Grim Reaper is going to start going through comedy, why can't we take away somebody like Paula Poundstone? Or Dane Cook or something. You, you know, I mean, exactly. there's plenty of people out there that uh, that I would prefer to go other than, you know, rather than Gary Shandling. Absolutely. Um, do, do you remember, I was thinking about this when I read that Gary Shandling died. Um, do you remember the kid that we went to high school with? That in high school, he looked so much like Gary Shandling that we nicknamed him Gary Shandling. Like, everyone called him oh. Gary Shandling. I don't even remember his real name. Uh, yeah, well, I, you know, for years I didn't know his real name. I just knew him as Gary Shandling. And then later on, I knew him as there was a spinoff nickname for him after Gary Shandling there was another nickname that came on later based on one of Gary Shandling's characters we started calling him Larry Sanders so, uh, <laughs> years <laughs> later than the, the 90s see the last yeah. time I like you know uh, spoke to or interacted with that kid was probably my senior year of high school so it's been been quite a long time and, and I've heard that he that he committed suicide right yeah I think uh, probably I want to say maybe 10 years ago maybe God. So he he looked like Gary Shandling when he was like fourteen or fifteen. Like I mean, he oh, had the eyes, the, the fat face. He looked so much like him at fourteen or fifteen. What did he look like? You know, ten years ago. Uh, Gary Shandling. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, because I, I, you know, I. I see him around, you know, you know, up until his death or whatever, I'd see him, you know, out and about or in town once in a while. I think he moved around. I think he lived out east and stuff for a while. I'm not sh exactly sure, but I'd see him in Bay City when he'd, he'd come through every once in a while, and he looked just like Gary Shandling still. And, it, and when, he, when I saw that the real Gary Shandling died this past week, uh, you mentioned how, you know, do I remember our Gary Shandling from uh, the lookalike from, from where we grew up. And he was the first thing that popped into my mind. Same with I me. I, I, I yeah, thought I'm about like, him. But, you know, if you think about it, you know, there's certain, if you look like certain celebrities, like there's guys out there that look like Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm sure that enables them to get a lot of ass. You know, yeah, it's well, like, I get that. I get that Leonardo DiCaprio comparison all the time. Whenever <laughs> I, 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 I imagine you do. Um, <laughs> but, the, but you know, I, I, I get the, what's that guy's name? Vincent Gallo. Have you ever seen that guy? 
Vincent Gale. I know. I'm thinking of Vincent Price, but I'm assuming I, Vincent I Gale wish, was nothing like. I wish I looked like Vincent Price, but uh, no, I, I, Vincent Gallo is a. Be- I, I hate the guy, but anyway, they say I look like him. He's not a bad looking guy, so yeah, you know, I can think of worse guys to look like. But Gary Shandling, when you're a 14 year old kid, 15 year old kid, and you look just like Gary Shandling, you're probably not getting that much ass. Oh, my guess is probably not. I mean, I don't think anybody's, I don't think there's women around the world that, I mean, some people may have loved Gary for his comedy and whatnot, but I don't think there were like women around the world that had posters of Gary Shandling in a bathing suit <laughs> hanging from the ceiling of their fucking bedroom or in their dorm room somewhere. So yeah, I don't think Gary, when you're, when somebody describes you as Gary Shandling, you're probably not considered a sex symbol by most people's standards. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, th- you know, the thing is with that guy, I, mean, I was thinking about this. I was like, you know, if I went through life looking like Gary Shandling and never getting laid, you know, I'd probably snuff it too. I mean, I, especially if I'm like, you know, 30 years old and I, I look like Gary Shandling. I'm not a comedian. Yeah, I probably oh, think yeah. I might end it. What, what, what was the deal? Why did he commit suicide? I, you know, I have no idea. I know he had a couple of arrests for uh, drunk driving. I mean, nothing like he wasn't like a criminal or anything. Like uh, that. Okay. But I mean, I think he got pulled over for drunk driving a few times. And in the state of Michigan, um, and I, it's, I, every state's different, obviously, but I believe like after the second or third offense, it's automatic, you know, a prison stint. I don't think it's a real long one, but it's still, you know, prison's prison. So I think that was kind of on the table. I think he had some other issues going on, and, and I think he just decided. Just to off himself. Uh, yeah, Dude. so, but yeah, I mean, it's, I'd rather be compared to, like, if somebody can compare you to a comedian to look like, I mean, there's a lot worse comedians to look like, for once yeah, like I mentioned, Oswald or earlier, or, you know, Ellen DeGeneres, how about Rosie O'Donnell, I mean, if you're going to be compared to a comedian, Shandling probably falls somewhere in the medium part of that spectrum, I mean, you're not, you know, you're, you don't look like, I mean, you mentioned Dane Cook earlier, which I think is a horrible comic as well, but he's a kind of a decent looking dude, so I mean, if, if, if you know, he's probably more on the sex symbol spectrum of the comedy spectrum as opposed to shaman probably somewhere in the middle see i don't i don't mind female comedians that are attractive like that's fine with me but i don't like attractive male comedians i think it damages their their comedy i think part of the reason you're so funny is because you're you're so fucked up looking like you're so hideous that you got to make light of being like so unattractive you're the opposite sex well, I think it. I think attractiveness or lack thereof, rather, certainly probably helps. Now, in fact, I think it was Jerry Seinfeld who was actually a good friend of Gary Shandling, not our Gary Shandling, but the real Gary Shandling. <laughs> uh, and uh, I think Seinfeld once made a statement or something to the effect of, like, if you lose, like, say, you know, you're you're a comic and you set your your bar as a comedian, like, say, you you weigh 160 pounds or something. When you start, you're kind of getting your, your feet wet in comedy. He, I think it was Seinfeld who said that sometimes even if you fluctuate in weight 10 or 15 pounds one way or the other, you lose some of your funny. You so, do. I mean, obviously, yeah, and I think that can be said for looks as well. I think the better looking you are, I think people maybe don't take you, and this is going to sound weird, as seriously as a as serious as a comic uh, as they might take somebody who's like looks like Rodney Dangerfield or you know somebody goofier but there, you know there's some other comics out there that are you know Joe Rogan even though I'm not a big fan of his stand up I mean I think he's a pretty cool guy but I don't think he's all that funny on stage 
but you know he's a kind of a good-looking guy, and people seem to love him. So I guess I guess it just kind of depends on it you know. It depends on the guy, you know. Yeah, and it should really basically boil down to the material if you can put it all aside, because you know then there's a lot of comics that just weren't attractive or unattractive, like Richard Pryor. He's just a normal-looking black guy. He didn't a look damn fine. Same either. with Bill Hicks. You know, I mean, he's just yeah. a normal-looking dude, but he was a really funny guy. But it's the, it's the guys that are like you know like wow, he could be a TV star, or they're or they're getting into comedy as a launching pad to go into TV because they're like a good looking guy like Chris Delia you know who that is oh yeah he's yeah unfortunately yeah, it's like guys like that fan. I'm like ugh, god I fucking hate good yeah. looking comedians you know well, not like that his material is god awful as well so he's got two things against him I mean, but it's true, though. Like, the, the, the better looking you are, the less funny you are. Like, like, if you look like Johnny Depp or Liam Neeson, you probably wouldn't be doing this podcast right now with me. Well, that's why I don't look like Johnny Depp or Liam Neeson. <laughs> and that's why I'm doing the podcast with you. The best comparison I ever get is I look like Jim the Anvil Nightheart. So, I mean, you want to talk about ugly. <laughs> you know what? I bet, I bet if uh, our Gary, our, our Gary Shandling, I bet you if he went to prison, he would have been popular, and not in like a like a gay way in prison. I'm just saying he people would have been like, because he was a funny guy, and he was a he yeah, was just he, a fun guy to be around. So I bet you in prison they would have been like, hey, this guy looks just like Gary Shandling, you know, let's hang out with him. Yeah, I mean that's what, our Gary Shandling was very jovial. Like the only word I can really think of to describe him, the best way he had to limit to one word would be jovial. He was jovial. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was a little chunky. Always had a you never saw him without a smile on his face. The fucker was always smiling, and you could always get him to laugh pretty easily. He was like a real easy crowd. Like if, if he was around and you want to make people laugh, you could get him laughing because you know that he was an easy mark, and then other people would follow his laughter, even if even if what you said wasn't all that funny. He was easy to make laugh, and so he was always fun to be around. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know if that's gonna, I don't know if that's gonna stop the prison rape occasionally, but I, <laughs> it'll probably at least subdue it where they might be a little less rough on it. Like they, they might give it to him a little bit gentler, if gentler is a word. Uh, to the point where his ass wasn't bleeding, but yeah. Um, well, I, but, you know, but, you know, I wonder how many prisoners would be like, God, you know, I, I've always had this fantasy of raping Gary Shandling. You know, I, I'm sure... You know, I'm sure if he looked more like Chris Delia, you know, his ass would be, you know, repeatedly terrorized. Whereas, uh, you know, if you look like Gary Shandling, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine too many prisoners are like, you know, I got a, I got a boner now because you look just like Gary Shandling. Well, you get that. So you can always say that, you know, you know, I always, you can always say, hey, I fuck Gary Shandling, like, and but not referring. You know, they, people well, you're gonna know say that to him. Well, you when you get out of prison, you say to your wife, you come home when you get out of the pipe after being in there for twelve years, and you say, hey, I fuck Gary Shandling. She doesn't yeah, have to know that it wasn't the Gary Shandling that. You know, from, you know, from I, I guess if, if I met a man that told me like, hey, I fuck Gary Shandling, I'd be like, you know, high five, you know, more power to you. Good on you, mate. I, hey, I fuck Gary Shandling. I mean, <laughs> what do I got going on in my life where fucking Gary Shandling wouldn't be a fucking notch in my belt to brag about? I mean, I fuck, I, like I said, I mean, I, I, you name any celebrity, I'd probably fuck him just for the story. I don't give a fuck if it's male, female, or somewhere in between. I'd suck Caitlyn Jenner's, Jenner's dick for that matter. All right, Bernie Sanders. Oh, I, I make sweet love to him like nobody's business. <laughs> I let him shit on my face. <laughs> Talk about social equality while he's sitting on your face. 
Yeah, I'd let him sit on my face, and hell, I'd even, I'd even kiss him. I'd get intimate with him, Bernie. Like, because if I'm gonna fuck a fucking celebrity, a presidential candidate who's running as a socialist who's 80 years old, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna fucking half-ass it. I'm going all the way. We're gonna make out. We're gonna fucking have four foreplay. We're going the whole nine yards. It's gonna be like the movie The Notebook. That would be sexy. Um, yeah. I'm gonna drink to both the Gary Shandlings that I've had in my life. Cheers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so uh, we, you sent me some rants this week, uh, a couple topical rants. Um, I want to get right into them. So uh, the first one here is about a, uh, the serial ninja. I see that Seattle University has recently been terrorized by what they are calling a serial masturbating ninja. Oops, is this ninja violating someone's safe space? Has masturbating in a ninja outfit all of a sudden become a microaggression against marginalized students? I'm very confused by all of this. I thought you universities were all about diversity and tolerance, yet you don't seem very tolerant of masturbating ninjas. After all, who would you say is a more marginalized group on campuses these days? The blacks, the broads, the LGBTs, or masturbating ninjas? I think masturbating ninjas have likely been the most underrepresented group on any campus since late 1500s Japan. Masturbating ninjas have no campus voice. They don't have any organized student coalitions and they certainly don't receive any of your special affirmative action protections when it comes to things like enrollment admittance. I have heard of the United Negro College Fund, but look, I have never heard of anything called the United Masturbating Ninja College Fund. Furthermore, there is no box to check for masturbating ninjas on the United States Census form, unless, of course, they fall into that ever-adorable category the government likes to refer to as... Other. So where do you elitist academia pricks get off discriminating against the most marginalized groups since the 16th century? Fuck you, you pompous, hate-mongering bigots. Now look, am I supposed to be against this ninja because you think his masturbatory acts are misogynistic, or am I supposed to be against him because his acts might be considered offensive to ancient covert warriors of feudal Japan? Please tell me, millennials, why should I be offended by this masturbating ninja so I can feign out rage just like all of you social networking keyboard warrior assholes do every time someone draws a shit swastika or when some dentist shoots a lion that you've all given a cute and cuddly name to sorry but i'm going to be rooting for the masturbating ninja i hope that he never gets caught i hope that he leaves his enormous wads of spunk behind for all of you little college fucks to clean my advice is that you little college fucks better stock up on old t-shirts and dirty socks because you're going to be cleaning up ninja jizz instead of attending your two o'clock racial studies course happy spunk removal dipshits <laughs> yeah you know i read about that serial ninja did they catch him yet i don't think so i haven't read any follow-up to that uh, original article that i read uh about him terrorizing the, the town of seattle and the university so no i don't think he's been caught yet because he i saw they they put some pictures in the article like black and white surveillance camera photos and he's covered from the only thing you can see is his eyes, and the funniest part is they blurred out his dick. So the only part of his body that's showing to identify him is being blurred out by one of those, you know, either pixelated or blurred out with a big black dot. So, like, even if somebody had ever seen his dick and said, oh, I recognize that guy's dick, he must be the one masturbating in a ninja outfit, you can't see it because the news won't show his dick. 
is is uh he wear, he's wearing like the black ninja like the traditional ninja outfit or is it a makeshift ninja outfit that he made with like a t-shirt and like sweatpants well, that's a good question because the pictures i saw were kind of hard to tell because it was like at night and it was a bad you know how some of the high definition modern day surveillance cameras pick up pretty a lot clear this looked like maybe it was an older school one still in black and white it looked like he was wearing maybe a light colored ninja outfit like i don't know if you remember the the movies like American Ninja and Revenge of the Ninja and stuff from the 80s with like Michael Dudikoff and Sho Kasuji. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wasn't there a ninja movie with uh, the chick from Flashdance? She played like the master oh. ninja? Oh, I think she did, yeah. And then there was also one called Jim Cotta, which was a... Jim Cotta? I remember that one. Yeah, a ninja, but he was like a gymnast, and he was he was really gay-looking, and he always wore like fucking leotards and stuff. But there was, there was all, all the ninja movies I'm mentioning were, by the way, productions of Golden Globus or the Cannon Group, which were great, cheap, low-budget action movie uh, producers back in the 80s, a couple of Jews. But anyway, like, some of those ninja movies they made like sometimes they'd be at like a ninja camp or like a ninja training facility where there were like 800 ninjas and some of them would have the traditional black and some would wear like a white uniform white others uniform would have like too, burgundy yeah. yeah and like this guy looked like maybe he was going with one of the more offshoot colored ninja outfits it looked like it was more maybe a white or a beige oh, but it's okay. hard to tell so he, he was yeah. using a, a different kind of uh camouflaged uh ninja What's it called? Ninja, is it called like a ninja gi or something? What's the outfit? I don't even yeah, know what that is Yeah, yeah, something like that. It's a, but it's, it was one of the more, because it was one of the alternate colored ninja uniforms. Cause they, but uh, yeah, like I said, I, I, I can't, you know, the only part you can see are his eyes and they blew out his dick. So I don't know how anybody's going to identify the guy. Yeah, ninjas were so big in the 80s. I was I was so into it, too. Like, I, I remember I would make my own, like, nunchucks and, and the claw things. Like, did, did you ever, yeah. do you remember the claw things that you put on your hands? Yeah, I had a pair. Like, they didn't work, could you? I yeah, I was about to say, I know you tried to climb a tree, because so did I, and it just, all it really did was just fuck up my hands. Yeah, and the fucking spikes that you were supposed to dig into the tree or the wall broke. So it was like, it was made really cheaply. I had nunchucks. I had a few throwing stars. I had some throwing stars. I could never throw. Like, I'd throw, and, like, they they wouldn't hit anything I was throwing it at. They'd go, like, 500 feet the other direction. (laughs) No, ninjas were big. I kind of feel like uh, the movie Bloodsport pretty much just ended the, uh, the ninja trend, you know? Yeah, like uh, the martial art. Obviously, you know Bruce Lee started the martial arts phenomenon in the seventies. It was really big, and then Chuck Norris was really big in the eighties. And then there were ninja movies, and then Jean Claude Van Damme and Seagal. I think are like the last of the, the major martial arts, yeah. you know, action stars. And most of Seagal's isn't even. It's mostly just shooting. It's hardly even any. You know, he hardly kicks. He's so fat he can't kick above his <laughs> his shin. But then uh, there was other great cheap knockoffs like fucking like. Shokasuji was one of them. He was like a Japanese guy. And then Jeff Speakman. I don't know if you remember Jeff Speakman. But, hmm, uh, I don't even know if I know that guy. He was, he was in a bunch of 80s and early 90s martial arts movies, but he was awful. <laughs> so uh, recently at my work, one of my coworkers, he's actually uh, the son of uh, like the VP or a, a chief operating officer guy at my work. His, he was caught masturbating in a department store and he's Asian. And so I read this serial ninja thing and I was like, you know, this kid should have got a ninja outfit and been a little more sneaky and he probably wouldn't have gotten caught. 
what, like, he did it in the middle of a department store, like when it was open? Yeah, like in the middle of the day. It was like, uh, it was, I, I talked about it on the show a few weeks ago, right when like it happened. Macy's or? In Macy's. Like, he got caught it. Well, this is the best part about it. He got caught in Macy's because he was just following around women just with his, right. you know, with his dong out, masturbating. Nice. And then I... And then he ended up actually getting caught by mall security at a sporting goods store, a sporting goods store called Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> well, it felt like Dick's Sporting Wood is what it should be called. Yeah, he was doing some Dick's Sporting that day during lunch, like at like one o'clock in the afternoon. Sounds like a great lunch hour. How long, you know, did he get a full hour or just a half hour for lunch? No, we get, a, we get an hour. So from one to two, he just walked over to the mall and was, you know, spanking it in the Dick Sporting Goods. But I'm just saying, he was an Asian kid, I th- and he was only right. like 18 years old or 19. I right. think that kid should have should have become a serial ninja masturbator. Well, if he did become a serial ninja masturbator, he'd probably still be on the prowl because he's not wanting to be a ninja, and ninjas are very covert. They're hard to catch. Very difficult but to catch. I think I'd be more embarrassed if I was this chink that, you know, that got caught jerking off at Macy's. I think I'd be more embarrassed that I allowed myself to be taken in by fucking mall rent-a-cops than I would be the fact that I got I was out publicly masturbating. I think I'd be more embarrassed that I let mall security haul me in. Like, if, if you're going to commit a crime, the last thing you allow yourself to do is you, you do not, at, under any circumstances, you know, uh, you give yourself up to authorities, let alone fucking rent-a-cops at a mall. Cops. Yeah, no, That's exactly. Embarrassing. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Anyway. Uh, moving on here. Next uh, rant you got is about toxic shock. It's a uh, malady that, that affects uh, many, many women. The news has just reported that cases of toxic shock from improper use of tampons is on the rise. Hey, look, ladies, your pussy is not a storage unit. You can't just leave a tampon in your snatch for weeks on end like it's a TV you put on layaway at Kmart. You gotta change that blood-soaked rag every few hours. Just pinch the string on that little fucker and yank it out the same way you would if you were to catch a mouse by its tail in a wheel of cheese. Now, where is that old cunt Dr. Ruth when you need her? (laughs) Is cunt doctor actually a, a, a term? Like, do you get a degree? Or, yes, or, you, you have to be. be a cunt yeah, I think they. I think the Certified. official name is gynecology, uh, but uh, I like to refer to it as the cunt doctor. <laughs> so, yeah, given the opportunity, remember that old yeah, Doctor Ruth, Doctor Ruth Westheimer. So, if given the opportunity, would you have sex with Doctor Ruth? Without hesitation. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, some old 95-year-old dag who's been given sex advice since 1971. I mean, and she fucking, she knocks on your door and says, let's fuck, you're going to tell me you're going to turn that down, especially being that you have your own podcast and you can talk about it in three days. Could you imagine the D. Simon sex tape with Dr. Ruth? Started, that would go viral. That well. Somebody would go viral. She might, or you might. Whichever. I mean, as long as she's been having sex and talking about dildos and shit, yeah. Because I remember when going viral in the '80s meant you had AIDS. I don't know, but there's new technology. When they, whenever somebody says going viral, I always have to stop and think. Oh, they're talking about like YouTube hits or something like that. And I keep thinking it's an STD. Yeah, I think uh, the, I think that term has a new meaning now. 
I know oh, you're my age. So, uh, Steele, have you ever been into like uh, the the earning your red wings or tampons in general, or are you disgusted by it? Like, do you not let any girlfriend sleep in your house when she's um, menstruating, or like 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 they do in like Africa? No, I, I I actually for a while I was into menstrual porn. Like you know, you know, you get so bored with like porn is so boring in and of itself. Like I'm not porn affects me in no way, shape, or form. I'm pretty much like uh, totally emotionless about it. Or well, you're probably you know, desensitized at this point. Yeah, exactly. Years because and years she, of masturbation. That and it's just it's just boring. Like like how can you like some scene, like watching a sex scene for twenty minutes? Like somebody like sometimes they drag the scenes all the way too. I have to fast forward through that shit. I can't sit there. I can only watch a scene for about a minute and a half, and then I got to move on. I get bored. So, but for a while I was into menstrual porn. Like after I was into the the internal cream pie porn, the accidental internal cream pie where the guy comes in the girl's pussy. Then I got onto this menstrual porn kick for a while. But there's very limited menstrual porn. Uh, like the material, but you can find it. You know, if you type it in, you'll find some scenes that you can get where the chicks bleeding, or else you'll get like they used to have this thing called. I'm sure they still do. I keep saying used to. Usually, once it's out there, it's online forever. But it's called gynecological porn, where like some a girl will play a, a guy will play a gynecologist, and the girl will come in for an exam, and it's it's all a lot. Of, obviously, it's all set up. It's, yeah, it's that sounds really sexy. It's very erotic. Yeah, and it's like, you know, it's like Bill Cowley going over to Bill Cowley, Dr. Huxtable's house in the basement, you know, and getting fucking <laughs> raped by him. But it's uh, it's on that similar vein. A girl goes in, it's a setup where the girl comes into the patient, she gets in the stirrups, and the doctor fingers her to check her, and then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, he's eating her pussy, and they're fucking, and it's, you know, so I was into that and menstrual porn there for a while, but I, I, I'm so, you know, I go through, you know, after a week, I get bored with that, and then I'm on to the next grotesque Yeah, you go through phases. Thing. I remember uh, talking talking about your fascination with urine porn for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that actually does arouse me. This other stuff doesn't really arouse me. It's just more or less shock value, like, oh, let's watch this. Although I do the gynecology porn where the guy plays the doctor, yeah, that kind of turns me out a little bit. But, so um, so what, sure. what time of year do you usually get into the scat porn? Is that like November, the month of November scat? No, I usually think like New Year's Day is a good time to get into it because that's when everybody that's producing scat porn is still hungover from their New Year's Eve party and they they ate a lot of bad food there. So that's when you get the really good uh, excrement is on the, the New Year's Day. New Year's Day excrement I've heard is uh, is, is definitely quite fine. Um, you know what? I remember in college I was dating a girl who was interning at a uh, at an ER in Detroit. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, she was trying to be an emergency room. I think she was trying to be an emergency room nurse. And so she was okay. interning at this ER. I forget the name of the hospital. But she said this woman walked in one time. It's like crackhead, uh, like older African-American lady. And she comes in and she was like the whole time, like, my pussy be stinking. Damn, my pussy be stinking. She kept saying that. And so the doctors moved her into this, this you know, uh, bed over in the back. And uh, they put their gloves on or whatever and went in there. And they fished out this tampon that was just like way up inside her vaginal oh, canal, like way oh, up there. Oh, and they pulled it out. And it was like, you know, just corrosive and like moldy. And, just, and, and as soon on. as they pulled it out, it's just the whole room just smelled and she said it was like this odor unlike anything she's ever smelled before like she said well, it's, it basically smelled like a rotting corpse 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not afraid. Like, I mean, I, I've gone Red Wings. I've done all that shit. Not that it's, you know, not that it's my favorite thing to do, but I've done it, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. And I, I didn't frown or, or run away from it. But when you're talking, yeah, that's the thing. That's how you get toxic shock. I mean, if you yeah. leave that shit in there, you, that's how you get you, people. Every once in a while, a chick will die from it. But yeah, you got to fish that fucking thing out of there in a few hours. You can't leave that fucking thing in there for months on end. Yeah, and this thing might have been in there for weeks. And we did, when it came out, she was like, damn, I told you my pussy be stinking. The hospital knows why. In fact, probably half of Detroit knew why when they pulled that fucking thing out of there. Like a stink bomb. <laughs> you know, yeah, the worst thing about the it is thing. that rotten fucking tampon, as rotten as it was and how bad it stunk, the, prop, the, the good thing was that was holding in probably 75% of the smell. Once they <laughs> popped that thing out like a wine cork, that's when all the smell oozed out. It's like, I can't even imagine what that would smell like. But it, And, and uh, by the way, I have to commend you. I do like your 75-year-old black lady uh, impression. Although yeah, I guess yeah, by 75, she would have been post-menopausal. So, she probably, so if she was 75, she had that thing in there for 35 years and forgot about it. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, 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 that the opening up the, that, that's like, you know, the pee, uh, breaking the seal, the pee after you're drinking a few beers. Once you open that can of worms, you can't put it back in the can. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I don't, I wonder how they dispose of that tampon. I don't know. Uh, I'm probably fucking a bomb squad yeah. from Detroit <laughs> Police Department. Well, speaking of bombs, the uh, the last rant here has to do with uh, North Korea, and I imagine we're gonna we're gonna hear a lot of Asian racial epithets in this one. Oh, I imagine probably not. I've never used those. North Korea recently fired some ballistic missiles into the ocean, and well, apparently United States officials are very upset by this. Oh, simmer down, assholes. Personally, I think this gook's missile test is a wonderful endorsement for child labor. Racial well, America's one. kids are developing type 2 diabetes by drinking big gulps and sitting on their lard asses playing Call of Duty. The toddlers in North Korea are busy working 21-hour shifts in a sweatshop, assembling smartphones, building dildos, and now constructing self-propelled long-range intercontinental weapons. North Korean kids are in a 125-degree foundry pouring shrapnel into a warhead, while our kids can't even complete a shitty science project where all they have to do is place different colored styrofoam balls on top of toothpicks in an attempt to explain the interplanetary solar system. As our kids receive participation trophies from merely showing up to a baseball practice once a year, North Korean kids are working and learning a lifelong trade in dangerous and explosive munitions. Whose show and tell would you rather see? The fat American kids where he shows you the wooden race car that he and his dad passionately built at last night's Boy Scout meeting? Or the North Korean kids as he wheels in a weapon of mass destruction that he helped slap together for six cents an hour in deplorable working conditions under the watchful eye of Kim Jong-un? Exactly. Now granted, America's kids have proven that they are great school shooters, but you know, that just seems like they are setting their goals way too low. Why should our kids limit themselves to only shooting up their classmates when instead they could focus all of their pent up frustration on escalating the international arms race? Anyway, Whitney Houston once sang the lyrics, the children are our future. Let them lead the way. 
Well, if this is true, our future is going to be filled with obesity and poor work ethic. So America, North Korea's recent missile test should be a wake-up call for our children. It's time for us to take that Xbox controller out of their pudgy little hands and replace it with a punch card to the nearest armament factory. I agree with you, Steele. I think we could learn uh, from the discipline of those North Korean children. Oh, they're very disciplined. They're very hard workers, too, from what I understand. Very focused. You know, I, th- I, th- I think uh, th- those kids don't have the luxuries that, uh, that the U.S., you know, the, the, the children of the United States have. You know, here it's like they can go get their Chuck E. Cheese pizza. They come home, play their video games, go on the Facebook North Korea, you know, they're lucky if they get like, you know, one piece of broccoli and a carrot for dinner. Right. Well, not only that, but they're in the factory 28 hours a day. They don't have time to fuck around with that other shit. They're working. They yeah. don't, I don't even think they probably get a 15 minute break every hour. I mean, they, they go and they fucking work. I didn't realize that the dildo factories were in North Korea. But I imagine those North well, Korean built dildos are way better than the, uh, the American built dildos. Well, as long as they're making them to scale for, you know, other nations, if they're making them to scale that they actually have penis sizes in Korea, they might be a little bit disappointing to some of the women that are going to try to use them because we all know, insert cheap chink joke here, but, uh, uh, the, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not sure, uh, about the build off that. I might want to remind your listeners, I don't fact check things sometimes, so I'm not sure they make sex toys over there, but my guess is they're not making sex toys in the United States. They're making them overseas somewhere with cheap child labor. Yeah, no, I, I imagine, I, I, I've always assumed that the dildos are made in like China or Vietnam or something. You know, yeah, where the dildo they probably, yeah. Are. So, Definitely but, probably over in the Orient, if nothing else, at least Mexico. I did. Uh, I did appreciate the Whitney Houston quote there at the end. Never knew you were a fan. Oh, I'm a huge Whitney Houston fan. I, I don't. I look like a Whitney Houston fan. If you want to ask me anything else, she sang. I. Those are the only words I know from any of her uh, <laughs> songs through the years. And the only reason I know that is because we had to sing that song in sophomore choir. Uh, it's the world's greatest love of all. I think is the name of the song. Wow, you know, I would have loved to have seen you singing that. Did you have a solo? You know, you, you did have, if I recall correctly, a beautiful voice in high school. Oh, it's, well, what do you mean used to? I still have one of the, <laughs> I'm very, and, you know, I'm very romantic. I sing a lot of ballads, as you can imagine. Uh, you know, uh, so, Steele, yeah. if, if you're ever interested in this, I'm just throwing this out here. If you want to do like Steele Sings Whitney's Greatest Hits, I imagine a lot of fans probably would purchase that. Well, I, you know, you have to get a lot of pre-orders because that's going to sell like hotcakes. Yeah, I could imagine. Like, I, I, I bet you uh, the, the interest in the U.K. alone would make the, uh, the, the deal worthwhile. But, yeah, well, um, when people look at me, they, I mean, when people see Steele, they usually, the first thing that comes to their mind is that guy can probably sing uh, songs that uh, Motown, like, they think, when they see me, they think Motown. They think he could probably sing some Diana Ross or, or Whitney Houston or Aretha Franklin. They think that, you know, they see me and they see Motown and they think, who could sing that better than me? But I think, they, but they, but they see you singing like female Motown hits, you know, like a yeah, yeah. like Aretha, like Respect, or, or uh, yeah. Whitney Houston. You know, I want to dance with somebody. That's a song I can picture you singing. 
Speaking of I want to take that, that ring, because I remember that video coming out in junior high, and I, I must say, that's when Whitney looked her best. Like, I was never a big, like, a lot of people thought Whitney Houston was really hot. I never really did, but I will say in the I want to dance with somebody video, she was smoking hot, and she, you know, she was had that octoroon skin, that red bone look, and I love that. And uh, she had on a mini skirt in that video, and she changed the, you know, her, her attire throughout the video, and I got to tell, tell you, I, my hands got a lot of use out of that one video in like seventh grade. I always thought she looked a bit better in later years. Um, See, I thought she looked better in her younger, in her youth. Well, when she was, uh, you know, body ravaged by her crack addiction. Um, did you ever see when she was on Barbara Walters? I don't think I ever saw that. I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't watched a lot of Barbara Walters in the last 20 years. <laughs> I, I, I keep up on my Barbara Walters interviews, sure. but I remember she was interviewing her and Whitney Houston was like, you know, saying like, I, you know, I haven't done crack cocaine in three years, but you could just tell she was cracked out while she was speaking to Barbara Walters. See, I thought you were going to end that with a punchline. Then she died three days later of crack overdose. <laughs> <laughs> she she, she died of crack overdose, right? Yeah, but or like a, probably a year after that interview. But she oh, was God. on doing the interview with Bobby Brown. And both of them were like, no, we, we never smoke crack cocaine. We know, never. And Barbara Walters was like, really? You've never <laughs> smoked crack, not even once. And both of them look so cracked out. But now, yet, didn't uh, their daughter yeah. just die too? For, uh, I think for, also from crack. I think from crack as well. Crack kills, Steel. I've, I've heard, supposedly, <laughs> since Len Bias died of it in, like, 1988, when he was the first-round draft pick of the Boston Celtics, he fucking got drafted, went out to a party, smoked crack for the first time, and died. Then after that, we had to fucking put up with PSAs about no new crack for the next five years. Thanks a lot, Len Bias. <laughs> well, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk off air about the, um, the, uh, the, the recording of the Greatest Hits CD, but I, I imagine that would sell like hotcakes, especially in the UK. I'll be your Whitney Houston. You'll be my Barry Doty, and we'll fucking produce the shit out of that. Yeah. All right. You got yourself a deal. All right, Steele. Well, thanks for being on the show. And uh, until next month. All right. Fuck yourselves. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. Harrison, we got some phone calls at Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. We also got a couple emails. I'll see if we have time to get to those. Um, let's play this first call here is from actually a, a, a billionaire, a famous billionaire ah. who is uh, very influential with uh, Republican presidential candidates, um, Charles Koch. Hmm. You know those, the Koch brothers? Uh, yeah. I didn't yeah. know they listened to the show. I don't, I don't think they're Trump fans, but yeah, it surprised me that they listened to Sick and Wrong. But Charles yeah. Koch actually called the show. I wouldn't mind if he'd invest in us. That would be... Um, be I nice. don't know. I didn't know anybody with any disposable income listened to the show. Here yeah. we go. Okay, here we go. Hey, Charles Koch here. Listen, I'm really glad that you've uh, decided to bring Steel on as a regular. 
I didn't know Charles Koch talked like a fucking dock worker, but here we go. <laughs> I, I, it doesn't surprise me that Charles Koch would be a steel fan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I almost gave up on your shithole podcast when you decided to bring in another Jew. <laughs> Wackerly was really towing the line for the Koch brothers, Koch Industries. And now, with steel pushing the libertarian agenda. We'll have children in factories and women without the vote in no time. <laughs> I knew I could count on you, D. Is he backing up a laugh. truck in the background? Yeah, I don't know what's going on okay. there. All right. You're only one of your people that I can truly trust. <laughs> That was a very nefarious laugh. It was, at the end yeah. Of that. Oh, that's interesting. I, you know, uh, apparently mm. uh, Charles Koch only likes one Jewish person. That would be me. Yeah. Doesn't trust the two Jews. That's great. Two Jews on the show. Good for you. Turn off for him, but then it balances out because he has steel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Jews are communists. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Not they can't a help surprise it. there. Well, you know? uh, Charles Koch, thanks. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, we would appreciate a, a donation. Yeah. Uh, I want my own super show. pack. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. I think a sick and wrong super pack is in order. Yeah. Uh, the next call we got is uh, from a guy that I think he's calling us daft cunts. Ah. D. Harrison. How's it hanging? Daz calling. One of the first to say, I'm a Harrison lover, not a hater. I agree with the English bird from the other week. The guys that aren't into Harrison probably can't get it up in the bedroom. Fuck them. Secondly, want to talk a little bit about the Tard Troop from Camp Retard. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Oh, wait, the, uh, oh, the, 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 the Scoutmaster. Yes. Yeah. The Scoutmaster. That guy's brilliant. You should have him on a bit more. And in case you hadn't heard about it, you might want to look into a blogger called Retty Sped. She had a great blog back in the oof, 90s, I think. The Tard blog. Funny shit. I know Harrison really isn't into the whole retard thing, but I bet if you put a bunch of feathers in their hands, it'd be tickled pink. All right, first of all, <laughs> that's a double something, all right? You just did, you did mixing metaphors or too many men. I, what, anyway, fuck you. Um... <laughs> And what do I, I? I love the retard. Yeah, camp I was about retard. to say, like, yeah. I, I mean, does he mean you're not into retards, like sexually? Like, I think so, I'm not. You're not. Okay, yeah. I just want to get that. Right. At least not yet. I mean, who knows? I just want to confirm that. In five years, I'll probably getting be getting hand jobs from them in the J.C. Penny, you know, dressing room. That'll be my new. So fetish. in the secret, uh, the treasure trove of Harrison porn, there's no like Down syndrome porn in there. Nope. All right, no. that's good. Um, Although you know what I have been getting into, kind of like porn where the chicks like a junkie or something where she's like passed out with a needle no well she's like you know she needs some money because she's a junkie and so you know and, the, and so oh so she's desperate and yeah. that's why she's having she's sex. like kind of cracked out and yeah like in dire straits financially because when i was a junkie a i never got to have my fucking sid and nancy relationship you know but you would probably have aids i imagine i mean maybe who knows who well, could I'm say just saying okay dirty needles at least you'd probably get hep c I mean, I, even if I was in a Sid and Nancy relationship, I wouldn't share needles. I'm well, not, no, I'm not but a moron. she's probably shared needles with someone else. You have sex with her, next thing you know, hep C. 
Look at uh, Tommy and Pam. Can't they cure Hep C now? I heard that somewhere. I'm not sure. I just yeah. I wouldn't want it. Okay. <laughs> it makes it doesn't make you yellow. Turn yellow. Yeah, I had I had a Hep A once, and um, my shit turned yellow. Wow. Like yeah. Mustard yellow. Yeah, like mustard yellow. That that would have it been shocking. Like, yeah, it looked like grape. It was it was it was weird. <laughs> grape. It looked like not grape upon, <laughs> but like gourmet mustard. It looked like gourmet mustard. Not like the you know the the standard mustard that you get at the like at Ralph's. Yeah, and the yellow the yellow yeah, mustard. Yeah. It looked like that. No gourmet like, oh, mustard. Oh, more gourmet. Okay, yeah. so it was like not bright yellow. Yeah, a little more... more orangey, a little more textured. Right? <laughs> Did you show anybody some seeds in there? No. I love that. That's what Steel used to do. I don't know if he still does it, but he, anytime he took a shit that was like out of the ordinary or impressive in color or something, he would take a picture and just send it to everybody. And it was a thing that he did. I remember being like, dude, I'm going to delete your number if you keep doing this. Man. Yeah, that's good. Um, so anyway, uh, you're not into retard porn, which is good. Good to yeah. know. Also, I guess at this point, you're probably trying to figure out my accent. Uh, yeah, I am actually. Um, and it's, it's kind of like... It's... I want to say like Northern England, not quite Scotland. Maybe like... Wait, Newcastle's Geordie. It's not Geordie. It's like fucking Norfolk or some something. If I had to guess, I'd to say me, Norfolk. I can't tell which region. Yeah, because he kind of a little bit sounds like that actor who I think is Glaswegian, but he doesn't really sound Scottish. It's like DCI John Luther. I'm gonna, you know, and he's on all these shows. He's like a character actor. Oh yeah, yeah, that voice sounds familiar. Yeah. he sounds to me that uh, he was an Englishman who's been living like elsewhere. And so he's okay. lost his accent. Like he probably lives in the U.S. or something. Like my like my father always retained his accent, even though he yeah. lived here for like forty years. But it just didn't sound like a real English accent. It sounded like an Amer- American English hybrid or something. It also sounds like he's recording this in a coffin. It's kind of weird. Yeah, they, they, he definitely didn't call this in. This is like an MP3 that was sent in. Um, what's your guess? I, I guess Norfolk. I'm saying I, th- I think he's like an American Englishman, but I don't know which region. All probably right. Northern England. Got- the worst fucking accent guesses in the world probably I'll give you a clue I'm not Australian you daft cunts anyway stay sick stay wrong god damn it catch you later I wouldn't think Australian you know I bet you he's Welsh I want to know what Mm, uh, it could be doesn't really sound that Welsh but yeah it could be could be hmm I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. I'm sure he'll call back. Yeah. Uh, the last. Call, Let me know. I need to know. The last call here is about a. This is a true Englishman who was catfished. He is an Englishman. Oh, he may not be a Russian, a Turk, or Greek. All right, sorry. Here we go. Hi guys, it's Tom from the West Country. Uh, I'm the guy who rang up a little while ago, who shit himself at Reading Festival. Oh, it's the uh, Firestarter guy. Oh yeah, I'm the fire starter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was listening to this week's podcast, and you were talking about catfish, and it just reminded me of a time when I I actually got catfished quite bad. Remember the low fidelity all stars? Oh yeah, what was their song? It was Battle Flag. It was like I really liked that song. (laughs) The rest of the album sucked though. One hit wonders. Yeah. It was like from that off, generally awful time in music from like the late 90s. To like 2000s. With like fucking Smash Mouth and Len and all that other And weird all those shit. other bands like yeah. uh, Linkin Park and yeah. Filter. Just there, like, there was like a whole group of bands that came Nickelback. Yep. 
puddle of mud. There's just like it was a very bleak period for music. Fucking when? All right. Um, so a few years back, I used to live in York, and I was on a dating site called Plenty of Fish, and I got talking to this girl who um, was 18 years old and a model. And the yeah, picture model, was, I'm sure, because most models need to go on dating sites. Yeah, yeah. Quite blurry, but I was like, oh, pretty hot. Um, and yeah. She's a model like I'm a writer. <laughs> I'd only been talking to her for a day. She's like, oh, you should come meet me. So I'm like, well, believe it or not, I've never really had much luck with the opposite gender. So straight away, I was like, get in. Oh, that. I can't believe that. Yeah, yeah. You know, the guy know. who shits himself at the uh, writing festival <laughs> doesn't have luck with the ladies. Big surprise. I drove all the way to Hull, which was... Hull? Oh, he Hull. drove all the way to Hull to go meet her. Oh, where the fuck's Hull? It's far. It's like southern oh. England. All right. It's about an hour and a half away. Oh, yeah, that's fucking... Fu I, got, I drive an hour and a half to get to the store. Dude, I, I won't even... Like, you know, if, right. I, if I meet a girl in OK Cupid that lives in Long Beach, yeah. that's it. I'm not dating her. No, 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 no. No. Please. Venice Beach, forget Santa it. Monica, no way. Forget it. And I get there, I can't find a place, so I ring her up, and I answer the phone, like, hello, hello. like that. It sounds like Doc Is it Hulk Hogan after smoking 80 a day for 50 years. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I've, I've, someone's playing a prank on me. This is like some lads or something. So I'm like, yo, is that... It was Dr. Mrs. The Monarch, maybe. <laughs> Rhea. Joy, you rat. Like that. Uh, she, she guides me to where I, and she, she guides me to this place called the Bramtome Estate, which apparently Ooh. is the roughest estate in all of Britain. There are rough estates in Britain? When he says estate, is he oh, talking about maybe, like council homes or something? Or it's like a housing project. Yeah, housing project. That's okay. what I'm thinking in a state. <laughs> I'm thinking like fucking Downton Abbey, but they all got knives and shit, you know? This guy must really want to get laid. To drive an hour and a half, he talks to a girl who sounds like Dr. Girlfriend from uh, the Venture yeah. <laughs> Brothers. And, it, it, and then now he's in like the roughest estate in Britain. Like, come on, dude. Just check off. Listen to some... <laughs> audio porn or something <laughs> help yourself to these cucumber sandwiches before i cut you bitch uh so i'm there waiting for I see like six different gangs on six different corners and i'm terrified <laughs> and eventually she comes over and she gets in my car and i sort of look at her, and i'm like oh hi and it's the ugliest girl i've ever seen in my life she looks nothing like a model nothing like a photo i'm gutted so i just think oh i'll, I'll give her 45 minutes then pull the old i've got work in the morning i have to be up early uh, anyway, a couple of days later, I'm hanging out. What do you think the, the names of the gangs in the Brampton Estates are? <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder. Probably like, uh, yeah, I don't know, the Randy Smurfs or yeah. something? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like the the fucking, uh, you know, it's like, the spit, where the spit will feel blood fists or some shit like that, you know? Where the Paddington Bears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh shit, the Paddington Bears are here. Don't make fun of their names. Out with my friends, I'm sort of boasting about how I went out on a date with a, a model. Um, and I say, oh, Rhea Cooper, and all my friends sort of go, what? Turns out they, they knew this girl, Rhea Cooper, as she... Uh... I'm picturing her as the, you know, in those cartoons where it's like a, uh, a guy sees like a chick, the shadow of a chick he thinks is attractive, and it, he goes in and she has this horrible face and she's like, oh, man! And then she chases him, you know? I'm picturing, did you ever watch yeah. Little Britain? No. Uh, this is a good show. I can't think of the name of the uh, the actor, but the fat guy. There are two guys. There's uh, one guy. Um, I forget that guy's name, too. There's, like, the tall guy, and then there was, like, the short, fat guy. Mm -hmm. And he played this chab character that was just this fat chab that was just very crude. That's mm -hmm. what I'm picturing. Uh, 
Just very ghetto. I came all the way to Brampton Estates to meet you, and oh my, a man! That's gonna be my fucking audio, girls gone wild, whatever, all right? Um, is a pre-op transsexual and is apparently renowned around the area for, you know, luring around guys for the Brampton Estate. Um, and yeah, she was on This Morning with Holly Willoughby and Philip Schofield. I actually watched the this morning with Holly Willoughby and Philip Schofield. Is that, is that a show? Yeah. Okay. What? Why was this? It's like Good Morning America, or you know. Why something. was this uh, catfish transsexual doing uh, on this show? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Weird. Interview is quite upsetting. Anyway, cheers. What you do, guys? And Harrison, you don't need to be so cagey about it, mate. I'm into a bit of weird feather sex as well. You got to own that shit. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, own the feather. Become one with the feather. Yeah, all right. That's what you need to do. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, that's... You know what I usually tend to do? Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've really been on dates with girls from, like, dating. So I've never used Plenty of Fish. But on OkCupid, when I was on that one, I used to just... I would screenshot the picture mm-hmm. and then do a Google reverse image search and see if you could find her Facebook. And then when you're on Facebook, you can confirm what she really looked like. Because a lot of right. those girls, especially when they're taking those like overhead, like angled shot. Yeah. You're like, any, any girl that does those like overhead angled shot, she's fat. She's a big girl. Yes, I, I Or familiar. if they say curvy. Right. You know? Yeah. But when, when, they, when they do that, I usually just like try to do an image search. And then if you can verify that they're attractive on Facebook, yeah. then I would go meet them. You know, you know what's weird? Lately, I've been like every now and then... I'm like bored and lonely and I'm like consider like I go on like back page and I'm like maybe I'll get a call girl which I've never done and I, I'm, I'm always reluctant about crossing that line but I'm like I look at them and it's like all of the ads are like no black guys all of them like literally like it's hard like it's not hard enough for black people in America I guess well, I'm talking without not being able being to being discriminated yeah. against by prostitutes right. you know I've, I've heard I've actually spoken to prostitutes about this yeah and uh, they said that uh, black guys usually won't pay them and they'll try to barter with them like they'll haggle I would probably and, do that too but <laughs> well because you're yeah. Jewish yeah. <laughs> how much is a blowjob that's ridiculous yeah. I could go down yeah. the street and get one for $20 yeah. $35 no way $60 you said $40 on the phone <laughs> That would be a good voice to some Gone Wild Audio. Jackie Mason. Can you do Jackie Mason? I th- I think I can do Jackie Mason. I, I, that would be arousing, I imagine. Uh, my, my Jewish Jewish women don't like oral sex. They just like oral surgeons. My girlfriend is a cum dumpster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to be careful on those. You know, have you noticed on Tinder when you're swiping, you like... Do you actually click on the bio and read about the girl, look yes, through all her pictures, or do you just swipe if the picture's hot? No, I, I, I'm very methodical. I look, I read everything, I look through all the pictures. Yeah. See, I'll be bored at work and I'll just be like, swipe right, Ooh, she's hot, swipe right, swipe right, no. you know, or swipe left, she's not hot. And so sometimes you'll do that and then you'll get a match and I'll look at it and it's just, it's like, you know, pre-op transsexual. Mm. And I'm like, why, what, like, why, why are you advertising that? So I'm, I'm surprised that I'm plenty of fish. This this girl wasn't more upfront about it. By the way, I think most transsexuals are pre-op. Oh yeah, they probably. I don't actually do have statistics on this, but I, I think a lot of them keep the dick. Yeah, well, I think that's the thing. I yeah. think, uh, yeah, I mean, 
I don't think I think they they want to keep the dick because they like the equipment. A lot of a lot yeah. of them are attracted to girls even with the dicks. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but th- that's the thing. Though. This I'm surprised that this woman would 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 you know endanger herself like that. Yeah. Like she's deceiving these young chavs, you know, on these and making them come all the way down to Brampton Estates, and then she like has a dick. Like, I mean, don't, don't you think she could endanger herself? Like, she'd get stabbed or something? Yeah, I mean... Like Glasgow kiss? I don't know. Every week, it seems like, there's some trans woman gets attacked or murdered for, like, no reason. Well, that's the thing. Like, on Tinder, yeah. I, I check out her picture, and it says, it says TS. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to go meet her. You know, because I'm not into TSs. But that's what that's what But, I mean, you can't blame her for that. No, I mean... You can't blame her for some lunatic's violent reaction. And not to mention a lot of these. Like, I was talking to, uh, what was her name? Juliet Stray, who was on the show. And she said oftentimes, like, she'll be on OkCupid and, you know, guys will hit her up and be like, yeah, I just want to try it out. Yeah. So I think, you know, they're, this 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 gamble that they have of trying to, like, attract straight men probably sometimes works out for them. Yeah. You know? The, g- the gamble. The gamble. It's a it's a coin toss. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. He's, he might stab me, or beat the you know beat the hell out of me, or yeah. hey, you know, I might get to suck his dick. Yeah. So you never know how it's going to turn out. But uh, yeah, that's a terrible catfish guy. I think you should just listen to Gone Wild audio. Yeah. Maybe maybe some of Harrison's scripts. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll bang some out. Yeah. This um, we did get one email. Cigarone podcast at uh, hotmail.com. This comes from Tish. She goes, American plumbing, is it terrible? I've been listening to years one and two and some from further on the years and I'm mystified by something. I'm 38 and I live in Australia and all those years I've never had the experience of a clogged toilet. You guys talk about clogged toilets, overflowing, etc., happening as a common occurrence. We do talk about that a lot, yeah. (laughs) I can't understand how this happens. America's a first world country, right? How is your plumbing so bad? Just something I've been wondering. I've, I've written before about how I started listening to you. A guy I met who I liked recommended it. Surprisingly, it's already over. Yeah, big surprise there. It's, it's weird for couples to bond over the sick and wrong it podcast. It is, yeah. Well, because some of the listeners that I talk to uh, are like, I don't recommend this to anyone. I don't even let anybody know that I listen to this show. You know, <laughs> it's, not, it's not something that lends itself to recommendations. So. I don't usually tell a girl on the first date about the show. Hmm. I usually wait. Okay. You know, it's not something I boast about. It's right. usually like after I hang out, you know, I'll be like, oh yeah, I do a podcast and we'll talk about it. But it's kind of like, you know, it's definitely a litmus test if the girl's cool or not. Right. Um, she says, surprisingly, it's already over. I have no one to talk about sick and wrong with now. Time to get back on the dating apps, I suppose. Keep it sick, keep it wrong, Tish. You know, we, we do. Uh, the, the subject of clogged toilets is a very common one here on the show. Yeah. I know um, my father always had an issue with that. And I've, I've talked about the, the shit hanger that he used to travel with. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. But, but, but I mean, that was very common. I think the thing is in America, we eat a lot. We eat a lot. The, the portions are huge. And I yeah. think you're, the, the, turds, you know, the turds that we produce tend to be large. Yeah, and all of our food is like <clears throat> genetically modified, modified yeah. with like, you know, corn jizz or some horrible f- genetically mutated science. And a lot of these buildings that we live in, like in San Francisco or, you know, some of these apartments in LA, they're old buildings. Yeah. And their plumbing's old. Right. Or if they're not old, they have low flow toilets. Which is the worst. Yeah. You know, so. um, did you read about, there's a, a story that went viral this week about this uh, really attractive girl who was on a date with a guy, went back to his place and clogged his toilet. Did you see this? It's going around. I saw on Facebook. It's, no. So she wrote the story on Tinder or yeah. on Twitter, on okay. Twitter, but in like, you know, 
multiple tweets. Right. So essentially, she was at this guy's house, went to go, t- had to take a shit because it went yeah. out for coffee. Right. She shit in the toilet. Yeah. It clogged the toilet. There was no plunger. She didn't know what to do and she panicked because she couldn't obviously go out and tell. Like, like if you're at a girl's house and you and you shit in the toilet and clog the toilet, are you going to try to dis- you know destroy the turd and flush the evidence or do something? Of course. Or are you going to go tell her? Or ask her she for told a him? No, she didn't. What oh. she did is she reached in the toilet and grabbed the turd and wrapped it in like toilet paper and stuck it in her purse. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? She didn't want to. I don't know why she didn't just throw it out in the trash, but maybe there wasn't a trash can there in the window to toss it out. Just of. break it up, man. What the, what yeah, the hell I, kind I of problem know. solving skills is that? You know what? Uh, I've been in that situation before too, uh, and, and you panic, you know. And it, I think that's the thing. It's like you're hysterical, you're panicking, and you just kind of do the first thing that comes to mind. I, I see, not me. I, you know, I, I have trouble getting, going to the airport or going grocery shopping. I have a panic attack in a crisis. I am fucking clutch, man. I am great in a crisis. Have you had this happen to you? Oh, yeah, many times. So what do you do? Do you like... You find something to break it up with. That's what Usually I... the other end of the toilet brush. And then when you're done, you just clean it real good. I remember one time I was at a, a girl's uh, girl's house and she lived with her parents still. Yeah. Her parents were out of town. And I took a shit in the master bedroom mm-hmm. because I didn't want anyone at the party to know that I was you know, taking a shit. I clogged the toilet and there's no plunger and no toilet brush even. So I took. Uh, Who are these animals with like plungers? I took. I don't know. One of her parents' toothbrushes. It's just, oh <laughs> Jesus like, Christ, man! Come on. Hey, it worked. It broke it up and it flushed. Oh. And then I didn't know what to do with it, so I just kind of threw it in the trash. Yeah. Because I'm not going to put it back. I'm not. I'm not a philistine. But anyway, so this girl wrapped it up in her in her purse and like went back and was like making out with a guy. And uh, couldn't stop thinking about the turd. And so then he went to the bathroom and she heard the toilet flush. And so That's she, like what you do with a waited. baby you find in an alley. Not a fucking turd that you can't flush. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And so she ended up flushing and didn't get caught. But now, you know, it's all over Twitter. So it's, I mean, I'm sure this guy's going to find out. Oh. I, you know, I've never had that happen with, uh, I, mean, I guess with girlfriends, but not with a girl that I just met that came mm. over to my house and clogged my toilet. I, I imagine I'd be cool with it. I'd be a little grossed out, but I'd be cool with it. Mm. Would you? Yeah, I mean, what? I mean, it's, it's a, a normal but human I mean, function. Y- no, it's fine. But I mean, if you can't, so- if you have to come to me, <laughs> like solve it, you know? I don't have a plunger in my bathroom. If you can't solve it yourself, you Do don't. You, I, I keep course. it under the sink. In the bathroom. No, I oh. actually keep it on the sink here. I don't have a plunger oh. out. It's okay. not like I clog my toilets all that often. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, in America, we take big shits, okay? That, that's why. Right. You know, we clog toilets. Because so, I, 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 I have go. done it, I think, in certain, certain... Like, do you have a plunger? Why do you need the plunger? Just tell me where it is. <laughs> have you, you, know? you ever done that? Don't go in there. Yeah, yeah. Stay back. Yeah. Yeah, no, Absolutely. that's bad. Um, anyway... Um, just send an email, sickgrownpodcast at hotmail.com. Uh, people, iTunes, best way to listen to the show. Subscribe, rate, comment. We appreciate it. Yeah. I don't think we've gotten a comment for like a month now. Mm. And uh, yeah, you know, it's just, it's sort of depressing. It's yeah. demoralizing. I mean, just, you know. I, I like it. Every now and then I'll go check it out. Like, hey, how are we doing on iTunes? I'll go check it out and I'll be like, oh, the last comment was in January? Yeah, like, rate seriously? us some stars and then comment, call us. Just do something, you know? I mean, Day N-words yeah. or whatever you people like to we do. We appreciate it. Online. 
And uh, finally, the new t-shirts are here. Yeah. Uh, Harrison, Harrison's actually wearing one right now. Oh, I'm it's, wearing it right now. It's a cool design. And this is going to be stupid, though, because you and I have to be like, if we go somewhere, we have to like consult it's, ahead of time. Uh, because like, we, oh, we you're not wear, wearing the same thing, are you? We can't. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. wear the same shirt you as know. you. No. Yeah. no. And we have a couple shirts that are the same. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, yeah, no, I'm gonna... It's a problem. Yeah. I have that Danzig Herzog shirt. You have that one too, don't you? I did. I lost it, though. Oh, good. So yeah. now I can wear it. You can wear yours. All right, all yeah, right. That's good, good to know. But yeah, I don't want to be like the, we're the sick and wrong bros, you know, in no. our shirts, so... No. But anyway, they're cool shirts, and I think if... I think it works with like a husband and wife or boyfriend girlfriend could do it, but not two guys. No. It's just weird. Uh, but they're cool, they're cool shirts. And it's a good conversation starter, because it doesn't say podcast on there. It yeah. It looks... Like the seal, the sigil, or the logo of a secret society. Yeah, I've had uh, people ask, like, what? What yeah. is that? Like a 19th century occult organization. So people are like, what the fuck is that? And you could either make something. You could tell them, oh, it's a podcast. At which point they'll probably be like, oh, all right, and maybe they'll listen to the podcast. Or you can make some crazy shit up. Yeah, nothing dries a girl up faster than saying, I listen to podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about podcasts. Right. <laughs> um, but no, so the shirts are selling, actually. I haven't even really done a photo shoot yet or really tried to pump, you know, like post about the shirts. And I've already sold like 15. So people, if you want a shirt, go to sickroompodcast.com slash store and order one ASAP. Uh, Sick Wrong Song of the Week. Rapper Fife Dog died. You hear about that from Tribe Called Quest? No. He died at the age of 45. I actually thought those guys would be around 50. I don't, that's four years older than me. I mean, black people do tend to die early. Yeah, but black don't crack. Black men. They, te- they tend to look good. They age very yeah, well. Yeah, they age but well. But they tend to die earlier then. Yeah. But Fife Dog had some uh, medical issues. He was struggling with ill health and diabetes for several years. And yeah. he even received a kidney transplant from his wife. God damn. You know, I was thinking about that. I was like, I don't think I've ever had a girlfriend. Was he a big gentleman? No, he's a short guy. Fife Dog was like five huh. feet, five two. How do you get diabetes? Like, I don't know. It might okay. be type, type one. You know? I don't know, yeah. Or type, yeah, is it type A? I forget. I don't know. Anyway, um, I think it's type one. He probably had type one diabetes, genetic. But, you know, I was thinking about this. I was like, I've never even had a girlfriend that would like, you know, buy me a tank of gas, like let alone give me a kidney. You know, I, I, it's, I was just like, wow, this is amazing. That's true love when your wife gives you a kidney. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had that. No. Uh, but yeah, so he had some troubles and he died uh, just this past week at the age of 45. Uh, born Malik Isaac Taylor. Uh, he co-founded the philosophically focused rap group Tribe Called Quest in 1985 with Q-Tip and uh, Ali Shaheed Muhammad. I was a big fan of Tribe back in the 90s. It's kind of like that enlightened hip-hop. I didn't like it. You never liked it? No. I'm, Did you I like was... Law? No. De La Fuck Soul? all that shit. The hippie no. rap. You didn't like the hippie no. rap? No. No. I like... And I and I really wasn't even that into gangster rap either. I like Wu Tang. That was pretty much where I where I was. So you like rap they, about bitches and hoes? That wasn't Wu Tang. No, man. not Wu Tang. No, Wu Tang. They were amazing. rapping about yeah. you know fucking uh, secret societies and you know historical fucking uh, you know leaders and the five percenters and weird esoteric you know black organizations from the 20s they wrapped about a few hoes too Remember, they did you know, also dog shit? Hoes. That was, of course <laughs> that was a great song yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, no, uh, return uh, return of the Wu-Tang it's their second album the double LP is probably one of the best rap records of all time yeah um, or no is that Wu-Tang Forever not Return yeah. Wu-Tang Forever and Haitian bitches throw hex yeah you know? uh, so. they, they were great but Tribe was like you know Tribe predated them 
by a few years. Right. And so, they, but there's that's that, like what some shit you listen to in college, right? Yeah, like I got into De La Soul, yeah. Beastie Boys, kind of were in that camp, just like you yeah. know, innovative hip hop, uh, Trap Called Quest, Black Sheep. They're all southern. It's all southern hip hop, isn't it? No, it's they're from the East Coast. Oh, okay. Yeah, all those bands are New York. Oh. But yeah. um, anyway, uh, I don't know what really happened to Q-Tip and those guys over the years. I kind of forgot about it. But Fight Dog died. I was a big fan mm. of them. And then I, later on, I got into like Tupac Were you also a big Biggie. fan of Arrested Development? I was never really into them. Fucking Baba OJ. <laughs> fucking, what was the uh, song? Uh, Mr. Wendell. Mr. Wendell. That yeah. old man. I wonder if he's dead. I, I don't know. I, I, I was never... By, by that point, yeah. I got in so into metal that I just kind of yeah, stopped listening yeah. to hip-hop. And I didn't listen to rap again until I started <laughs> working at the There were like 27 club. people in that band, Arrest Development. Do you ever see them? At Lollapalooza 93. You know, I was at that. The I was old at man that was dancing around. God. He was like he was like their version of the fucking midget from Kid Rock. You know? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so we're going to end the show here with Check the Rhyme from uh, the album Low End Theory. That goes out to rapper Fife Dog. People will be back next week with episode 526. Until then, take a sleazy. On the boulevard I landed We used to kick routines And the presence was fit And it was I, the abstract And me, the five-footer I kicks the math style So step off the Frankfurter Yo, Fife, you remember that routine That we used to make spiffy Like Mr. Clean Um, um, a tidbit Um, a smidgen I don't get the message So you got to <laughs> okay. run the pigeon You're on point, Fife All the time, tip You're on point, Fife All the time, tip You're on point, Fife All the time, tip But then grab the microphone And let your words rip Now here's a funky introduction of how nice I am Tell your mother Tell your father Send a telegram I'm like an energizer Cause you see I last long My crew is never ever whack Because we stand strong Now if you say my style is whack That's where you're dead wrong I slay that body And El Segundo Then push it along You'll be a fool To reply the fight Was not the man Cause you know And I know That you know who I am A special shout out Peace goes out to all my pals You see And a middle finger Goes for all you punk MCs Cause I love it When you whack MCs Despise me They get vexed I will next Gonna contest me I'm just a fight MC Who's five for three And very brave On top remaining No home training Cause I misbehave I come correct In full effect Of all my holes in check And before I get the butt The gym must be a wreck You see my aura is positive I don't promote no junk See I'm far from a bully And I ain't a punk Extremity of rhythm Yeah that's what you heard So just clean out your ears And just check the word Check the time was so rumping that the brothers rolled the zap. Hey yo, Tip, do you recall when we used to rock what? those fly routines on your cousin's block? Um, let me see. Damn, I can't remember. I'll receive the message and you will play the same. You're on point, Tip. All the time, Fife. You're on point, Tip. Yeah, all the time, Fife. You're on point, Tip. You're all the time, Fife. 
to play the resurrector yeah. and give the dead some life. Okay, if knowledge is the key, then just show me the lock. Got the scrawny legs, but I move just like Luke Brock with speed. I'm agile, plus I'm worth your while. 100% intelligent black child. My optimal presentation sizzles the retina. How far must you go to gain respect? Um, well, it's kind of simple. Just remain your own, or you'll be crazy, sad, and alone. Industry rule number 4080 Record company people are shady So kids watch your back Cause I think they smoke crack I don't doubt it Look at how they act Above the better things like a hip-hop forum Pass me the rock and I'll score with the girl and proper What you say, hammer? Proper Rap is not pop If you call it that and stop Go to adamandeve.com and type in the code word DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. Like your stepmom used to do, your sister. And you. 